Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 76 of the Droppe Gaming podcast. Uh, as per usual, I do have my brother Matt here with me. How are you, Matt? Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good, and there is a good reason for that. Um, Today was supposed to be the official launch day of um, MKX, Mortal Kombat 10, but uh, it was leaked and came out a little early. But uh, Matt and I have been playing it, and we're going to basically just talk about it today because it's pretty epic, and Matt is really not going to be doing too much else than playing that for a little while now, are you? Yeah, pretty much. We it's figured, been... um, yeah, we figured Mortal Kombat special because why not? Yeah, because it is a little special. Yeah, so if you don't like Mortal Kombat, you can either listen and not enjoy it, or you can stop listening. Whatever. Yeah, one or the other. Pretty much, they're your options. Exactly. Um, but it is pretty epic. Um, I've, I, I got to say. I, Last one nine uh, didn't you know get in originally with its uh, with its rating and they had to reapply and all those types of things and they ended up getting it into Australia which was fantastic. Some of the things in it were obviously quite unique to the the Mortal Kombat franchise and extremely epic in in uh, in terms of being as graphic as it is, but I think that they've actually taken that to a, another level in this one. Yeah, you. The last one was pretty gory as well, so I don't know how much more gory it is, but there's certain things that make it kind of off-putting. Things like uh, because there's a lot of um, sons and daughter characters, so yeah. you're gonna potentially find yourself uh, playing a father beating the shit out of his daughter or something like that. Yeah, which has happened already with the yeah. games that I've been watching you play. Uh, and it almost, like, we were talking about this, and you know, it, it's the only thing that we've been focusing on for about 24 hours or so now. Um, but it it really has just kind of, I don't know, the, the, the main thing that's always been an issue for this game has been the fatalities. Um, uh, an issue? I wouldn't call it an issue. Uh, for rating-wise, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, classifications. Um, yeah, uh, very much an issue in getting it into this country last time. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, the the thing that really got me, I mean, those things are almost comical. You know, they're, they're, they're not cartoony, but, you know, you're fighting with those characters, you're seeing them beat the crap out of each other, and, you know, when it gets to that fatality bit, it just, I don't it's know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, way over the top in nearly every instance. There are some that make you just kind of go, whoa, I didn't need to see that as a person, what they just made me see. Um, <laughs> but there's So they bits. do the job. Yeah, they do. They certainly make well, uh, they've, they've, you know, cover that. They've set out to be the gory, probably the goriest video game of all time, and they've certainly... Um, They've certainly managed. <laughs> yes, they have. And and the frequency of it as well. I mean, you play a game, they last for, you know, a maximum of about two minutes, yeah, yeah. normally about a minute. Um, but then you get to that fatality bit and it's like every two minutes there's people being chopped in half and you know, it, 
it is just if you haven't seen any of the videos and i know there's a lot of videos on youtube nearly every gaming website at the moment is putting up all of the fatality moves and all those types of things so if you haven't seen any of them it's not that hard to go and have a look um but it is pretty epic you know there's some of them in there that you know even matt and i were giggling like little idiots last night watching all the fatalities because they are almost comical but the thing that got me was the little intros to the games in nearly every single one of them there's uh you know a little conversation between the two characters that are about to fight and there's just things that are happening in there that to me really take it to that point of when is enough enough um you know because the the fatalities are part of the game but when it's just that intro bit you've got you know some characters ripping people in half and they're just you know faceless human bodies but it's i don't know it really that that kind of stuff affected me a little bit more than those fatalities did um mm. and i mean you know that's that's also part of the game obviously but um you know you you didn't really need to see goro ripping someone in half every minute for a couple of hours you know it just didn't need to to be happening but it's i think that's main the main worst one with Goro for that intro bit because it's right, it's a close up yeah. to it. And yeah. It it was a little bit uh unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But it, it shows his character. I mean that's who he is. Yeah, exactly. And Goro's a downloadable bonus. He was a pre order bonus. Um and now he's available for DLC, so it's like you're not specifically gonna be witnessing that, I guess. Oh, I no, guess no. there there was the um the tower. Should we get into some of the, the stuff in it? Yeah, they they've as if anybody played nine, um, they'd probably be aware of the uh, you know the I guess the the story mission and all that type of stuff, which is pretty similar in most fighting games. Um, but with this and number nine, they really did add a lot more to the game um, in regards to you know the extra things that you were able to actually do in the game. Mm. Um, and the towers Matt just mentioned, and I'll, I'll get him to talk about them because he knows a lot more about this game than I ever will. Um, I made the joke before that he was like, uh, what did I call you, the, um, the subtext narrator. Uh, he's like a wiki of, uh, of Mortal Kombat and he's telling me all the characters and their interactions and how they came to be and all that kind of stuff. So he certainly knows a lot about the game, but um, which is kind of freaky. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> It's just because I'm a psychopath. That's well, yeah. yeah, no other reason, obviously. Mm. Don't, don't let me put you down about that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, these towers, you, you fight a tower of characters um, and they are different lengths, but by doing that and winning, um, you then can open up extra parts of the game, costumes and all those types of things. Um, you can go into a bit more detail on that one, Matt, but uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to continue to make you play as long as possible. Yeah, they've, um, so in Mortal Kombat 9, they had, uh, they had the crypt, which is the uh, where you can use coins and go and you get coins for beating for winning fights and things like that. And you can use them to go into the crypt, which is just a shitload of tombstones, like a graveyard uh, or a crypt, you might say. And mm. um, you go up to them, and each one has a different price, and you spend your coins on it, and it unlocks things like concept art and music and brutality moves, fatality moves, character skins, all that kind of stuff. 
So um, on a base level, that that's still there. They've brought that back for Mortal Kombat X, um, and that's one of the main things, I guess, that keeps people coming back to play it because there's just so much to do. And um, they've got... Uh, so you had... what is it? I think they used to call them battles in Mortal Kombat 9. They called them battles in Injustice, which is like uh, there'll be various battle modifiers, like fight modifiers, like, you know, meteors falling from the sky or vampire effects so that when you hit, you take the health of them. Um, they call them now uh, living towers. And so they're a, a new way using kind of online to encourage gameplay. Um, so you can go into the tower menu and select create a tower or whatever and it random randomly generates a tower of x amount of enemies for you to fight so you go through each one and then when you complete it it gives you a score and then you can share that to your friends yeah so which i thought can... was kind of a good little challenge mm. and it's not like it's different each time because it can randomize all these battle effects um but then there's also weekly daily and hourly living towers that are randomly generated by NetherRealm Studios and uh, each hour or day or week they reset, but you can uh, you can do them to try and beat a like top a leaderboard with everyone else playing it in uh, in the world, which is mm. kind of cool. But the other the main thing for interaction with other people is the faction wars. So. Um, <laughs> The faction war system is uh, there's five factions. You pick one when you start and you can change factions. But uh, basically every fight that you do gets points for your faction. And then at the end of the week, the faction with the most points gets bonuses, probably cash or um, experience points or stuff like that. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. And they had ones that, uh, you know, we're doing um, like there's a, a daily one and then a weekly one and so on um, with your towers as well. So adding those, you know, as you do them each day, you can get up, is it 1,000 points, I thought, yeah, so, for your team? Yeah, so per day you get 1,000 faction points or you can earn up to a total of 1,000 faction points towards your faction's total. And then obviously each day so that that's to encourage people to come back and play every day which is a pretty damn good idea if you ask me yeah. assuming that the the prizes are are decent enough yeah exactly which obviously they're going to nut that out mm. it's it's only just out so well we'll yeah, but, see in five days yeah exactly what's the backlash going to be at that point yeah well or i don't know i don't know if there'll be any backlash but, Probably not. But we'll see what, what the results of it are anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, the story itself... Uh, so Mortal Kombat 9 was kind of a, a change of pace for NetherRealm with um, what they based... It was basically a reboot. So they took Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, the stories from those three games, compressed it into the one game so that it, anyone who hasn't played it before can get, you know... A handle on what the history of the franchise is and so this one now is just stepping on from that and um like of course it's got just there's so much fan service in the game 
you know like it's fun for people like you you you're not a massive fan of the the franchise you're more of a tekken guy yeah but you can appreciate just the base level fighting and fatalities and stuff like that that makes mortal kombat mortal kombat yeah that's right and the the good thing about it is like you know, I was going to mention with the tower thing, you did a tower, you sent it to me, uh, I had a bit of a go, and I I ended up fighting through and beating the tower, but I am in no way as, you know, progressed in the, the moves and stuff that, that you probably are, and yet I could actually challenge the game. Yeah, well, and you got a decent enough score that, I mean, and it, it rewarded you as well with experience points and coins for everything that you did as well. Mm. There's just this extra on top where, uh, like the so if you challenge your friends, um, up to however many friends you want, they get I, I guess twenty four hours to try and beat it, and then the winner, the person who beats it, or sorry, if your friend beats it, beats you, then they get a thousand experience points or and a thousand coins or fifteen hundred or something like that, mm. and so and if you if they don't beat you, then you get those points. So. Um, that's encouraging a lot of interaction and especially going back to the crypt with the coins, they are super slow earning. Like you can, I played this morning for what, a few hours. Um, I was doing it online, so I wasn't earning that many coins, but I ended up having about 18 to 20,000 coins, which was a decent amount considering how many I've had so far. Yeah. Went into the crypt and I unlocked like five tombstones and was out of money. And there's like hundreds of them. So I guess the one downside that I... I mean, this game is fucking magnificent, but the main downside for me from the look of it is how slow it's going to be to progress to unlock all that stuff. And the stuff in the crypt is, like I said, it's the fan service stuff, the concept art. And, you know, so you get a concept art piece, which is like seven pages of... of it's like an art book in the game. Hmm. And it gives you a background on the character and, you know, some of them share the developer's ideas on what they were thinking of when they came up with a costume for a, a character and things like that. So all of that kind of stuff is just perfect. It's what you want a developer to do with a beloved franchise for the fans to provide that kind of stuff and that, that kind of behind the scenes or in-depth stuff that, most people probably don't give a shit about, but it's cool to have it there if they want. The downside, of course, being if you want to unlock all the fatalities, you're gonna to have to fucking pilfer, like filter through all these fucking concept art and stuff that you don't really care about. Yeah, but give but- it a week or two, and and there'll be a wiki out there somewhere that has the exact coordinates on the maps of all the fatalities and skins and stuff, so you won't have yeah, to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's random, but I don't seem to think it would be. Nah, because they've got the the um. They've got the there's like a timer. Actually, new additions to the crypt. There's random events in the crypt where things yeah. will jump out and attack you, and it's a quick time event. And if you press the button quick enough, it kills that thing. So it could be like a wolf. The ones we ran into were a wolf. That was the first one. Scared which the crap out of we you. did not fucking expect <laughs> just walking around because I've played Mortal Kombat. I've been in one of the crypts before. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. This is the usual. And then all of a sudden, it's like the a wolf just goes Rawr, and jumps out of nowhere. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get that it. That was but pretty if you, funny. If you hit the – nothing really happens if you, if you miss it, I think. 
Didn't seem to. But I mean, you if, don't have any health or anything at that point. So Yeah, you don't have health in the crypt. It's just a wandering around sort of thing. But if you do successfully hit the quick time event, you win between 200 to 500 coins from what I've seen so far, which is, you know, it's nice. It's decent. And there's like different areas in the crypt that you can't unlock without um, finding items. So I've found like Raiden's staff, which allows you to teleport. It says that's the little caption. And so presumably there'll be a doorway somewhere that's blocked where it says you need to be able to teleport to get past this door. And then, you know, so I ran into one that said like it had like souls, like skull faces floating in a cloud. And it said you need to be able to like manipulate the dead to be able to get through this door or something. Wow. So presumably you find Quan Chi's something or other, hmm. the sorcerer. Um, well, that was the other thing. I, I, I've knowing that we were going to talk about the uh, the the show. I mean, the game obviously on the podcast. Um, I've, I've been having a little bit of a look at some of the history of the game, and if you just type in Mortal Kombat into Google, you get to see the progression. You know, if you go images, the progression of all of the crap that's going on in the background and the beauty of playing co-op on a couch like we have been from you know the last 24 hours i haven't been playing the entire time and you haven't been playing the entire time but we get to actually sit there and just look at all the shit that's going on in the background like initially obviously with the technology it was way more difficult but they were very boring backgrounds like any of the old fighting games mm. Um, but now there's so much stuff going on in the background. So many, like every single, uh, you know, place that you're actually fighting in all of the environments have interactable things too. Um, uh, and the one that, <laughs> that comes to mind straight away is where you, there's an old lady walking in a, uh, like a, a <laughs> mall type thing and you just press the, the interact button and you grab her and throw her at your enemy. And then you hear her go, Oh, and then she just bleeds out on the ground. It's pretty gross really. But, um, <laughs> but, but so perfect for, yeah, but, for that game. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That's um, one of the things that they learned from injustice. Um, they don't have the transition between stages that Injustice had, which yeah. is kind of, I guess, a little bit disappointing. But because although there's interactive objects in the levels, there's not that many. No, and they don't right. reset. Whereas in Injustice, like you'd hit a button that fired a missile and then the missile would reload in, in after a few seconds so that you could use it again later. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's like there's a barrel or that little old lady, once she's been thrown, <laughs> she's oh. gone. Yeah, that's the end of air. But there's there's things you can jump off, which uh, you know makes it a little bit more interesting, I think, because if you can time it right, and someone's using like the uh, what are they called, the X-ray moves or whatever, X-ray moves. Uh, yeah, then um, you know you, if you time it right and you see them about to set up for that, then you know you can in a way jump out of the way, and it does it has no effect on you, and it wastes their entire. Uh, accumulated kind of skill points in that fight, um, which I thought yeah, was kind of interesting. Oh, it's a super meter. There's yeah. su- a super meter and then there's an energy meter as well, which um, I haven't really quite got the grasp around the energy meter because I don't seem to have – I haven't noticed any difference from it being full or empty. Um, and it fills really quickly. Yeah, that's the um, – I don't know. It's like when you dash and stuff like that, it, it goes down, but I haven't really – 
noticed anything. I haven't really paid attention to it. I've just been like button mashing yeah. and trying to work things out. You haven't really had to though either. But yeah, the the X-ray move thing, um, it's the same as Mortal Kombat 9. That's where they introduced the X-ray move. And then in Injustice, they used the super moves for that, which was like, you know, Superman punching someone into space and then <laughs> punching them back to the ground again. Um and uh, so there's the, that's a, that's a three sectioned bar, and then if you you can once it's full you get the X-ray move, but you can also use the individual sections to superpower your just normal super moves, which is um, you know can come in handy. But yeah, being able to jump out of the way, that that interactive stuff is there to make it easier when you get trapped in a corner, so you can escape. Yeah, because nearly every one of those reasons. environments, they are they have things set up in the corners nearly yeah. every time. Because you'll get pinned in the corner, and sure, you can do combo breaks and stuff like that, but if you're not a professional at the fucking game, like I've played heaps of Mortal Kombat, and I never ever do combo breakers. So, I mean, that goes to show how shit I am at the game. <laughs> but at the same time, if I'm not doing it, then most people probably aren't doing it who aren't really good at the game. Mm, yeah. Um, because it all comes down to pressing the right buttons and um, timing and, and all that kind of stuff. But if you, because the biggest problem that I think with fighting games that people have is getting pinned in the corner and just getting their asses kicked. Yeah, it happens in every game. And it's just frustrating and it, it puts you off ever playing it. So, mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, well, the, the other thing that I've kind of noticed was a little bit of a negative with the game um, was the fact that, uh, you know, when you're fighting, it looks absolutely gorgeous. The graphic, you know, the, the backgrounds, the movements, the characters themselves, like all the moves, everything looks spectacular. Yeah, 60 um, frames per second, 1080p, yeah. I think, or maybe 720. Uh, I think it's 1080. Probably, yeah. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. But when you're playing the story mode and it has like the, the cutscenes between, you know, which is obviously telling you the story, um, it, it looks really cartoony. They've really dumbed it down. And it's almost, it, it takes away from a lot of what I think it could have been if they continued that really high res through all the characters. Because um, a lot of games that are out now and, you know, games that are, you know, build to come out soon the story modes and the graphics and cutscenes and things like that are beautiful so i'm not really sure why they've decided to to dumb those down like they have um but i don't know i think it's because they've got to find this balance with because it's so gory they've got to find this balance with it kind of being cartoony or comical yeah and i think that's probably what it is because they don't want to uh get too carried away with making it the most, you know, ex serious thing ever. Yeah, you're probably right. And there's a lot of the comments that are made during those cutscenes that had us in stitches. Yeah, there was a lot of times... <laughs> yeah, Johnny Cage. Said, yeah, he said a few things that, uh, you know, made us really actually stand there and, and laugh out loud, which was good, um, which you don't particularly get from a lot of games. Um, you know, if they are taking themselves too serious, obviously you're not going to get that. But certain characters in this, you know, had me in stitches, so it was good. But uh, yeah, there's um, one of the things that 
I've always found with with Mortal Kombat um, is just the the fast pace fighting of it. Um, I suppose that's why I gravitate more towards Tekken because although it is um, you know there there is a lot of moves in Tekken and there's a lot of those combos and things that you can do, you can just literally stand there and just punch and kick. And if you get your timing right, then you're doing pretty well. Um, but in this, there's it's so fast. Like a person can like Raiden will fly across the screen within a matter of a second kind of thing. And you've, you've really got to be just button mashing most of the game, which is, is still fun. You can still do pretty well. But I found that when, when you and I were playing against each other and not having any idea of the controls at the time, um, I ended up doing special moves and things like that and not having any idea what the hell I was doing and I was missing you half the time and you know it was uh, it was a bit of a pain but I couldn't not mash because if I don't then I get you know destroyed the funny thing is when you figure when you you know you figure something out and then you're like oh and do that move like four times five times <laughs> yeah yeah but it is it is a really good game and I'm I don't have a copy at the moment and I'm still considering if I will get it, um, mainly for the simple reason that I've never really been that much of a Mortal Kombat fan, plus I have little kids. Mm. And I will definitely not be allowing them to, to go anywhere near this game um, because there's, like I said, there's things in there that almost shocked me a little bit. Um, you are a pussy, though. Well, yeah, yeah. But I don't particularly like seeing people cut in half for no reason. Why not? Um, well, I suppose you watch the news and it's on that these days. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, they they are certainly not going to be you know, able to go anywhere near this game for quite some time. No, it's uh, it's it's definitely R-rated for a reason. Mm. It's fucking brutal and grotesque. Yeah, and you and I were making those, you know, having a conversation about that last night and making that point that if you had no idea of what this game was. I mean, the name gives it away a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. But if you if you were a, a mum or a dad and your kids had a PlayStation and you wanted to go and buy them the new game that had come out, um, even kids, you know, up to 18, they'd be so excited to play a game like this, but it really does desensitise you to a lot. And... You know that uh, that brutality and thing in it that it it is just really in your face the whole time, and there's no way around it with this game. But you know that is the point of the game, so it's mm. it's hard to knock them down for doing that. Um, but yeah, it it is. There is so much, and it's so constant, and yet it it almost becomes funny because it's the only way you can really deal with it. Yeah, I think that's kind of how they um, they angle it, but uh, I don't know. They definitely achieve what they're doing, what they yes. aim for. Yeah, they sure are. And there's, the good thing about it is uh, they've already got a lot of content that's in there that's been uh, you know earmarked for release, which is good. So there's expansions coming. Oh yeah, the combat pack. Although forty five bucks seems a bit excessive to me for four characters. Yeah, I don't know because say you spend forty five bucks, you don't know if you're going to enjoy playing as those characters. 
Yeah. And so you've spent 10 bucks for the novelty of playing a guy maybe two or three times and just having it in your list in case someone wants to play as that one day on a, on a whim. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I bought the digital version, the digital premium edition, which prior to the release date was 130 bucks. Um, I had the, the statue collector's edition yeah. pre-ordered and it was 170 bucks at EB games. And then they were like, Oh, the combat pack, you want to buy that too? It's 45 bucks. And I was like, that's $215 total. Mm. So I paid off my pre-order and then I went home and I was thinking about it. And I saw that 130 bucks and I thought that includes the combat pack. And it's the game digitally, which is perfect because I wanted, I kind of wanted it to have it digitally anyway, so you can quickly jump into it anytime. You know, you don't have to go like, oh, I'll get up, put the disc in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I saved eighty-five bucks for buying it digitally. But of course, you can go to. But you didn't get your piece of plastic. Yeah, of course you can go to Target or or Big W and get it for like seventy bucks. Well, Target until some fucking mums complain about it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just thought I'd have a quick look while we're while we're recording now, and I, I jumped on the EB Games website, and out of the five um, special edition, like or the, the five console deals that they've got at the moment, Mortal Kombat is in four of them, <laughs> and the only reason it's not in the other one is because it is the Batman Arkham Knight steel case box thing, like that's all you get with it. So um, they don't have a, a console set. Good not, for families. Well, not on the front page. Okay. So, and if you were to walk into an EB store or a JB Hi-Fi store and you wanted to just get a console that came with some games, then you'll eventually get that. But it, it's kind of funny because, you know, the I guess gaming and the price of gaming as well has really gone outside of you know, kids' abilities in a lot of cases. Um, you know, having a look at what these deals are, uh, 600 bucks for a PlayStation 4 and you get five games. Well, three of those games are R-rated. So, and <laughs> and then you've got a driving game, which is obviously G, and then you've got um, Bloodborne, which is MA15 plus anyway. So it, I it's, thought Bloodborne would have been one of the R ones. What is it, Last of Us? Mortal Kombat and... And uh, The Order. Uh, the Order. Yeah, so they're your three that you get with a console now, and they're, you know, they're all the, the R-rated games. And you know, out of those, to be honest, um, The Last of Us had a bit of terror in it. Absolutely amazing game, though. Um, the Order as well had some... You know, horror kind of bits in it. Oh, they both have um, a lot of gore. They do, yeah, they do, but they're nowhere near Mortal Kombat. I think there's more realism in The Order and The Last of Us than there is in Mortal Kombat. See, Mortal Kombat, you're ripping people in half, mm-hmm. but um, The Last of Us had, like, attempted rape scenes, not our uh, spoilers. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's been a fucking long time since it came yeah, out. If you haven't it played it yet, whatever. Um, shit together. But it's got like zombies bite your fucking face off and the order has, there's like mounds of bodies laying around, you know, it's fucking gross. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's still both good games. Oh, great games. But yeah, definitely there's a definite reason why they are rated. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess 
for classification of, of Mortal Kombat X, I think once they got the R rating and put Mortal Kombat 9 through, I don't think there was any way they could knock back Mortal Kombat 10. Because it's, I mean, it's it steps it up, but it's not like you, you reach a level of where you're not going to get any more offended by it, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because there's not, like, violent fucking sexual crimes apart from uh, sexual assault stuff. I mean, apart from Johnny Cage nut-punching people. <laughs> and there was uh, one of the one of the ladies that um, you know, actually does, like, a an X-ray move where she nut-punches a, a, a guy in where we saw, and you see his nuts, and then she smashes the crap out of him. Um, <laughs> Which at the time kind of made me go, ooh, a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was comical. It was funny to see, mm. um, as much as it made my back teeth hurt. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so we'll just to close up. I mean, they've got the multiplayer, the online facets of it. Um, they've got the companion app, which I've been playing the shit out of. But the connectivity, so it's the same as with Injustice. You can unlock things. In the console game that unlock on the on the uh, that unlock content on the app, and there's stuff you can unlock from the app on the console. If you have mm. your linked WB Play account, there's like massive fucking issues with that. It's not working at all, which <laughs> is the main issue. Yeah. Um, so which is no that's surprise annoying. Right at this yeah, point. Uh, it happened with Injustice as well. Hopefully once. Uh, the game's been out for a while. It'll start to die down or they'll patch it. But seriously, how friggin' long does it take to get that shit right? Seriously. Yeah. But um, in terms of online, they've got the ranked multiplayer uh, versus they've got King of the Hill again, which I was playing a bit of this morning, which is the one where you fight and if you win the fight, you're at the top of the ladder and then the person who loses goes to the bottom and then they have to wait their turn as challengers face you and you get on a winning streak, or if you lose, that person becomes king of the hill, and you go to the bottom and have to wait your turn, um, which is pretty cool. You get to watch everyone else's fights and then basically rate them out of ten. Yeah, which so. I thought was another interesting little thing to put on there. It's uh, you know, it does give every person then the ability to sit there and be you know able to look at at those environments and you know all those types of things and watch how people play. And you can do voice chat during that as well and if you're not in the fight you can hit r1 and go into practice mode so you can jump into practice mode with your chosen character and then learn some new moves so that when you're facing the king of the hill again you might have a bit more in your repertoire you know which is a really cool touch and while you're in practice you don't leave your point in the queue in the king of the hill list and you still i think probably stay in the voice chat so it's quite cool Mm, it is, but, but that's it, something that was in Mortal Kombat Nine as well, and Injustice. But it's it's back again. But that's cool. Um, and then obviously all the tower stuff. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, from me, obviously, only been playing it for twenty four hours. But I'm like I said, I am very seriously considering getting it since it is. What do we say? It was sixty nine bucks at Target and Big W or something yeah, at the moment. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, I am a little bit concerned about getting Carpal Tunnel because I know I'll just be mashing for so many hours. Um, 
but also, like I said, I probably won't get it just for the simple fact that I do have young kids, and that's not a good game to be having lying around the house when I've got young well, kids. Yeah, as long as you put it away, out of sight. Yeah, yeah, I certainly have to, and then choose very carefully the moments when I'm able to play it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is a fantastic game, and if if you don't have those issues, like I said I do, then it's probably definitely a buy yeah, I'd definitely suggest picking it up as well. And if you do, add me, Asmerith, on PSN, A-S-M-E-R-I-T-H, and we'll have some fights. And you can challenge me with tower stuff and, you know, all that kind of good shit. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty that, good. There's a lot you can do with it. There certainly is. Yeah. That's what I really like about it, the fact that even though it's just a fighting game, it has enough content to keep you... I mean, so there's 20... Five fighters, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think there's two rows of 13. And then the random. And the middle one at the top is a random. So there's 25. And then there's going to be four DLC characters. Of the 25, one of them is Goro. But each of those has a, has three variations. So, I mean, I can't believe we fucking nearly forgot to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the main new things where, so uh, say you get... Goro, who's the pre-order character, just because I've been playing as him a lot today, you get three options, one of which uh, is gives you a Goro who shoots fireballs and can do stuff like that. The next one, um, I can't remember what he does, but the third one has like blades on his arms so he can oh, was the, you know, stab uh, and punch. The ground punch and stuff that he did. Oh, yeah, ground yeah. slam and that kind of stuff. So each of the each character has three variations, which... Uh, remove and give new super moves. So you can basically have two people playing as Scorpion and they're both playing different with different super moves and special moves that you need to learn to deal with. And so really, of the 25 characters, you've actually more like got 75 playable options. And then there's going to be four more DLC characters at least. Then there's all the skins that you can unlock. So there's just, I reckon, easy 60, 70 plus hours of fun time without getting bored of this game. Yeah, I'd probably agree. And mm. of course, you can just pick one character and just fucking stick with it, but which is what a lot of people do. But, you know, you've got well, options yeah. and that's what's cool. And the good thing about it is, of course, you can play it with friends. Uh, that's what I'll be doing on Friday night after watching, uh, probably before and after watching some footy. <laughs> yeah, most probably. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, we've probably missed a bunch of stuff, but uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we can but, catch yeah. up on anything else. I'm sure I'll be, I'll, I'll probably have a couple of things to mention on the next show, which, mm. um, which is going to have a few things to mention anyway, because there's been some news, and. Uh, I guess I'd quickly just mention it, not go into it, but Guitar Hero, there's a new Guitar Hero that's back. Yeah, it looks pretty Finally, fun. so that's cool. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, Destiny Expansion 2 has a release date. Like we said, that leak, May 19th, that's when it's coming out, May 19th. So, yeah, you know how Bungie said, oh, no, that's old news. That's not quite up to date. Turns out it was completely up to date. <laughs> yeah, smoke and mirrors. So um, whether or not that's any good is yet to be seen. But the the trailer for it's worth watching. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool trailer yeah. if you liked Destiny. Um, 
But anyway, so I guess we can call that a, an episode. Yep, that sounds good to me. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you are playing it, then, of course, as Matt said, hit him up um, at Asmuth there at, on uh, the PlayStation um, thingy, mm. whatever those things are called. Um, and, yes, that's what it is called. <laughs> PlayStation thingy? Yep, yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, they're going to coin it that from now on because I said it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so send us your details if you want us to you know mention your name send it to podcast at dropbeargaming.com um if you have any comments or you think we really missed something um then let us know and we'll definitely have that added to the next podcast so until then um i'm lucas bq410 thanks very much for listening he is matt there you go <laughs> thanks very much for having us in your ear holes all right see ya see ya see ya